Welcome to Movies Are Real for the month of January 2017. I am your host, George. Uh, the host with the most self-proclaimed best host of podcasting. Ryan Lance, you're here too. You're present in this room. Present. Thanks. Carrie Lyles. Present? Good job. Class is in session. Let's talk about We're going to learn you about some films. Let's talk, the rule of thirds, let's talk about it. This is a monthly movies podcast where we talk about the movie releases of the month prior and what we're looking forward to the next month. January 2018, 2K18. It's going to be the best year for movies ever. And we are here to report on them. Some say January is one of the best movies of the year to come out. Because we all definitely went to the theater a lot. <laughs> we got some stuff here. We got some scoops, some hot scoops. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jan- obviously, it is a new year, and if you listen, did last, I don't know, did last year did we put our best of before the year ended or yeah. after? Okay, well then, you might wonder, where is the best of? And if you follow us on Twitter, you might also be like, where is the best of? Well, folks, we're waiting to cash in on that good, good Oscars hype. (laughs) So that won't be up until March. We have recorded the the first episode is in the can. Uh, And I don't think anyone got too hurt. Uh, Speak for yourself. (laughs) uh, But we will record the second part uh, later in this month, and that will go up all in March. So if you're looking for that. And that'll be done. Yeah, we never have to talk about the movies of 2017 ever again. What, what movies do you guys still have left to watch? I have to watch The Lure. Yes, you do. And I have to watch Raw. Yes, you do. And Blade Runner. Oh, fuck. And Blade Runner. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I okay. have Blade Runner, and I live across the street from you now. So it is true. You have no excuses. <laughs> it's true. I can't jump over your gate. Anyways, oh, 2017. We won't talk about that later. 2018. Let's start off with the hottest movie. The movie I definitely didn't fall asleep for. Insidious. The final key? The last key. The last you key. Almost <laughs> the last key. Boy, let me tell you what. This movie was so comfortable and relaxing <laughs> and rejuvenating because George <laughs> fell right asleep because he had a fever and he had a nice fever nap and it was delicious what the hell happened in insidious 4 the last key the last key sorry yeah unprofessional just we don't want to use the number four and let you know that the series has gone on too long yet. No, 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 no. excited for this to be one of those horror installments with the with the with the, either the word final or last in the title and it's for not to be the actual final or last installment in that franchise <laughs> it'll be like jigsaw well, the next one will be called whatever whatever the fucking old lady's name is <laughs> I, my favorite one of that is like when the fourth final destination was called the final destination it's like oh finally they're done and then the next year final destination five came out and it's like then why'd you fucking call that one the? What? The Insidious. The Insidious. Oh my god. Anyway, write this down. We gotta get James Wan on the phone. Lin Shay and the Mystery Crew are back at it, and this time it's personal as. It's her own house. It's her kid. own home. And so, yeah, I forget Lin Shay's character's name, but. Uh, so uh, Lin Shay, the older lady from Insidious that they call out towards the halfway of the first movie, is like, Can you help us with this demon man? This is my bad. This is the franchise that I like. I should have yeah, been prepared. Is, I'm sorry. Carrie's really excited for Insidious. I remember when Insidious 2 came out, she sat me down in my dorm room and forced me to watch the first one I right before did. we saw the second one in Elise theaters. Is her name? Elise. Elise. 
so yeah, we see her come back to her childhood home as someone calls her up, ring, ring, I need your help with the ghosts. And then I fell asleep, but apparently it's a work and there's people. Her dad was well. Her, first of all, of course, her dad was an abuser. Classic. We of course. obviously cinema. cinema. Great. Tried to beat the ghosts out of the house. Beat the ghosts out of the house. Same. same. Turns out he there were he was keeping people prison. Man, okay, I'm not even gonna try. What the fuck happened this movie? Because I was asleep. It was like rings. Ryan. So, so <laughs> let, let me try to remember what the fuck happened in this movie. I'll try to. Uh, so it began when she was a, a young girl and yes. she was seen uh, in her childhood home. It was right outside of a prison. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And uh, there were executions yeah. in the prison because prison and ghosts from uh, the whole thing. All these bad ghosts would always like, yeah. eventually find the way into her house and with her ghostly psychic powers that would just fucking drive her crazy and her dad was like there's i ain't afraid of no ghost and would like beat her until the ghost <laughs> came out and then eventually you know she ran off and became the wildly successful actor and her, and her yeah, brother had a whistle yeah really important whistle yeah <laughs> the movie made it very clear that the whistle was important <laughs> what for because the mom shows up when you blow the whistle. Oh just so, like in Insidious 3. So fast forward to present day, after the events of Insidious 3, I don't fucking remember. And we're the team no, now. The, the timeline is that this one, yeah, this one happens after Insidious 3 and right before Insidious 1. Right. I believe. What did I say? I think you Because, said like, that. at the ending, know. spoilers alert, at the ending of The Last Key, she, like, gets a, she sees, like, the little, like, Demon, da- Demon Dan, baby, <laughs> demon from the first one. She's like, oh, I gotta go help uh, Patrick uh, Wilson. That is true. Patrick That's Wilson true. does need assistance. And so, some revelations are made about her past, uh, her father specifically, and the dude that called in the call? The same ghost that made her dad evil and keep people in the basement possessed this guy and made him keep someone in the basement. Oh, uh, okay. And then she was like, you feed off hatred, but you can fucking starve. And then she punched it in the neck and then it did one Okay. Away. I should try that. <laughs> Boy, we're really, uh, really <laughs> scooping out of the water out of this well. It's not it's much been over a month. Yeah, and I this s- movie is very forgettable. I saw this movie by myself at 9 a.m. on one Wednesday. I was alone in the theater. It was pretty great. My favorite part was when they were, I don't remember the setup to this joke, but they were talking about their car and the guy was like, win a bay ghost. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. My other favorite part was when she Is was... Is that your review of the movie? Win <laughs> a bay ghost. Uh, there's another part where she was in that tunnel and she found all the suitcases with like skulls and stuff in them. Yeah. And she was like, oh, well, these are the remains of all the people that were kept in here. And there was like a stack of them blocking the way and there was like a smaller hat box and she just shoved it. And it's like, oh, well, I guess that person doesn't get brought back. <laughs> That's my favorite. Other so what? <laughs> For the fans of the Insidious franchise, I know there's. It's been a minute since they had one, since the team had a home run. Will this one satisfy their craving for uh, bad movies? I like Insidious a lot. The first one? Yeah. Well, I like. eh. Well, I mean, I like the first one the most, obviously, because that's the one that actually feels like it was trying. But I think this one's kind of. It's not bad. It, well, it's bad, but it's not... I can still watch it and say that there's things about it that I like. 
but it doesn't feel like it has the same sort of unique vision as the first one. It feels like it's become very run-of-the-mill. I would even say that about the second one, personally. That first the one. The second one was still kind of weird, and then the third one was like okay, and then this one was like okay. Right, they got a lot more normie as they yeah, went along. Definitely. Um, but yeah, the series is the normie ghost franchise. Well, and the this, this one had like the exact same ending as the third one, where they're like, uh, they're like, we're in the the further, and there's a evil demon nondescript guy who's feeding off of hatred. Oh wait, the mother's here to help us defeat him. And and then she sees, fine. and then she sees a vision of like a future ghost, and was like, "Oh, oh, there's always a ghost." <laughs> uh, oh God, yeah. So. Good movie. What was the name of the monster? Key face. That's key, what it yeah, was. Yeah, key, yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. key face. Good old the key, key face. Master. Key master. Are you the gatekeeper? But yeah, I don't know. We don't have much to say about this. It's not no. great. I listen. I said I took a great nap, so <laughs> I have no qualms with. Un- I was gonna say unsidious for something. Unsidious. Look, man, there's two points in the movie where it's revealed that someone that we once thought was a ghost (laughs) was not actually a ghost. And those are pretty fun moments. Because everyone just stopped, because they had to like tell the audience, like, that's not a ghost. (laughs) Ruh (laughs) roh. And it's pretty it's pretty great. She's just so used to seeing ghosts. Yeah. And then no, that was just a dirty woman in your laundry room. Oh, right, right, right. I woke up for that. Right. I woke up for that. You're like, ah, oh, fucking dumb. Go back to sleep. No, I was like, huh, that's seems... I was just really confused. I was like, what happened? All right, I'm going to go. Anyways, making a hard pivot tonally, uh, but it's still a sequel, uh, Paddington 2. Yeah. Carrie, you are known as a bear enthusiast. It's true. Bear fan. It's true. Uh, did you have... What do you have to say about Paddington 2? Everyone knows Paddington uh, apparently a great movie. I know a lot of people were dunking on it before it actually came out, but then it turned out Paddington was actually good heartfelt family time. Mm-hmm. Um, with Nicole Kidman. Yeah, the first right? one has Nicole Kidman. Yeah, she's the antagonist. All right. Well, what is? Does he eat marmalade in this one? Oh, what do you think? George? Oh man, <laughs> no, for reals though. What is Paddington two about? Um, I don't even know what the first one was about. It's like Stuart Little. They adopt a bear. Uh, sort of. Uh, he. Uh, Paddington lives with his uh, aunt and uncle, but they're not really his aunt and uncle. You kind of find out that they just sort of take him in. Because he's they're, a, they're also he's bears. A, oh, a, wait, a, they're also bears? At the very beginning of the movie. Okay. Uh, and wait, okay. At the very beginning of Paddington 1, he's living in the wilderness with his aunt and uncle bear, air quotes. And uh, they are more advanced bears because they interacted with this explorer guy from London and he was telling them all about London and he was uh, showing Mm. them how to survive and he was like, when you get enough resources, you can come to London and visit me and you'll be welcome with open arms. And then uh, they can't, because in this one you find out they never got the chance to fully go to London because they find Paddington and they have to take care of him. Well, his name's not Paddington yet, but... uh, and then in the first one, he goes to London because his uncle dies, and then his aunt is like, well, I can't take care of you. I gotta go to the bear retirement home, so you gotta go to London. They'll take care of you. Wait, are all bears just sentient and intelligent in this these, universe? These were like, it, it's kind of weird, but it's, uh, I, I guess so. They were more advanced bears, but uh, there's really funny scenes in the first one when he first goes to the, the Paddington station where he gets his name. And uh, when the family he ends up living with first walks by him, uh, 
<laughs> he's standing there because he had always been told that London was so polite and so he was just sitting there being like hello how are you and, and he, I need a home and uh, everyone was walking by just ignoring him and then uh, the dad from the family is like oh there's some sort of bear over there he's probably trying to sell something <laughs> so, so it's sort of like a, a thinly veiled uh, like immigration thing where they're like oh mm. now a bear moved into well, there goes the neighborhood there's a bear <laughs> living here now <laughs> It's a, it's a nice movie. The first one's pretty good. And the second one, I feel like they're this like pretty similar tonally. And they're just they're just nice, uh, non-confrontational movies where sweet things happen around this bear. And in this in this new one, uh, he, it's gonna be his aunt's birthday, and he needs to send her something special. And he finds this pop-up book at this antique shop from this guy that he befriended in the first one. And uh, it's a pop-up book of all these landmarks of London. He's like, oh, this would be perfect. And then the guy's like, oh, well, that's a really expensive pop-up book. So P Paddington has to work odd jobs to try and afford this pop-up book. But then Hugh Grant, he works at this circus. And he knows a little something-something about this pop-up book. And he's like, wait a minute, I need that. So then he steals it. And Paddington sees him steal it. And he chases him. And then uh, he gets a Hugh Grant gets away because he's just like, disguise he's an act he plays an actor in the movie and he's got all these disguises and shit but so he escapes and then the police just see paddington and they're like where's that book and he's like no i was just chasing guys he's like what he went up in a puff of smoke yeah and so then paddington gets sent to jail oh yeah oh, so damn. he's in in jail for a good portion of the movie and it's just about him he kind of like brings a sense of family and camaraderie to the prisoners but then it's also about the family trying to get proof that it was the actor guy and uh he finds the actor guy knows that this pop-up book is actually like a treasure map and there's clues and he has to go to each monument to find clues to get this treasure it's it's a little convoluted and weird but it's a very nice movie hmm. it made mm -hmm. me happy it was sweet it's a good family time yeah Okay. That's nice. That sounds because I know like overseas, this is a very popular movie. But I know when we saw Insidious, when we were walking past, I saw a showing of Paddington Two, and there was one seat that was sold. That was me. <laughs> okay. Was, you had already pre-bought the seat. Yeah, but not a big Paddington fans over here. Yeah. Um, People are like padding who? <laughs> padding what? I'm trying to picture who Hugh Grant is right now, and I can't. Right uh, um, the man of your dreams. Yeah, he's like big Britain guy. I think he was in like Bridget Jones's Diary or some shit. Oh wait, yeah, he's in okay. A bunch of rom I know who that is. Shit. I know who that is. That he's guy. always the guy who's like, oh, I'm too okay, handsome, yep. but I'm also a little awkward. What do I do? Mm. This Grant. one, he plays an actor. An actor. Mm -hmm. Hi, I'm actor Hugh Grant. Playing <laughs> actor Hugh Grant. <laughs> So just a good time, huh? Yeah, and it was very nice. That's good. Is there any, no? I, cr I, I cried a lot. No time. crass humor, like Paddington's like, <laughs> fuck, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, none of that. Paddington goes to jail. He's just like, fuck. <laughs> no, no, he goes. And then the movie takes a hard right turn. He's like, shit, fuck. I forgot one of my favorite goofs of this movie. Uh, Sally Hawkins from Shape mm. of Water is the mom. And there's this subplot where she's training to swim the channel. 
And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. She likes being in the water. And there's this part where they're on this train at the end, and uh, the car gets derailed and ends up at the bottom of this lake. And she's like, I can do this. I'm a proficient swimmer. So she's, there's another, I'm seeing Sally Hawkins submerged in water on the big screen again. And I was like, oh, this is a great movie. This is perfect. <laughs> Yeah, All right. It's a nice movie. Is there, a, is there, do they give him marmalade sandwiches in prison? Uh, well, you see, George, the the prison chef is a big, mean guy, and uh, no one tells him that his food is bad. Mm. But Paddington's like, well, if I'm just kind to him, then I can. And he's like, sir, I think we should do this. And then Paddington has that marmalade sandwich that he always keeps under his hat for emergencies. I didn't know he did and this. And then, uh, then the chef is like, he like shoves it in his mouth. Uh, Paddington does like as a defense mechanism. I don't remember the exchange, but he's like, ah! and then the chef is like, what is this? And he's like, it's marmalade. I can help you make it. So then they make marmalade for the entire prison. And then they have a whole gourmet menu and they turn the prison basically into a cafe. Mm. What? <laughs> it sounds like the kind of hijinks. And there's, a, there's, there's, uh, at the, at the end, spoilers, uh, Hugh Grant ends up getting, uh, convicted and sent to jail and yeah. as the critic as the credits play there's a whole big dance number with all the people mm. in prison and Hugh Grant is leading it it was great this movie sounds fake it reminds me of Mousetrap for some reason you think of Mousetrap it's like, it's like padding to the fan fiction brought to the Mousetrap that's what it reminds me of the game the board no game? the movie it was a movie Mouse Hunt Mouse Hunt sorry <laughs> Mouse Hunt Who's the lead actor in that? Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane, that's the one. <laughs> I do not remember this at all. No, I, so I, for a second I thought Mouse Hunt wasn't a real movie. I just thought I made it up until someone actually referenced it. I was like, oh, St thank God. St <laughs> Stuart Little? <laughs> <laughs> no, that has... That has Hugh Laurie. Yeah, that has other British Hugh. Ah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Paddington 2, good old family time. The Go. best rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Is it? It's got a hundred percent still. Oh, so does Black Panther. So Black Panther yeah. and No, Black Panther. One Did it go down? Oh yeah, you're. I saw one critic. One critic said there was not enough action, so he gave it a negative review. <laughs> All I know is that Paddington Two is better than Lady Bird. Just saying. How? <laughs> I relate to this yeah. bear more than uh, Sigrun <laughs> Uh Speaking of coming of age movies, uh, Call Me by Your Name is a movie we saw. You two uh, saw. Uh, right, we t us two saw. I did not. Uh, I saw it. I wasn't really... I, I, I didn't feel like strongly about it, but I was like, oh, you know what? Fine. I, I can watch a good romance movie, and it's probably going to be in our movie of the year discussions. Uh, and yeah, Carrie, how do you feel? Well, actually, call me by your name. Timothy Chalamet, uh, Army Hammer, based on the book by the same name? Christian yeah, I think so. I think so, yeah. Uh, and this is... I don't think it's... I am under I am under the impression this is sort of an it situation where this isn't the entire story. No, yeah. It's like I've, the book, I've, like yeah, stuff I've heard happens. Yeah, that there's like sequels in the making too. For right. This movie, and I was like, all right, all right. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Timothy Chalamet lives in Italy with his uh, dad, and Army Hammer comes to go study, be like a like a yeah, he's like studying abroad uh -huh, like underneath his father. Yeah. And then romance ensues in under the beautiful, beautiful. Like fucking vineyards and shit of Italy, uh, and yeah, um, Carrie, how do you feel about Call Me by Your Name? I really liked it. Like I, I, I didn't know how I would feel about it because it's gotten such grandiose praise, and right. everyone's like, "That's why it turned me off." It. That's why yeah. it turned me off about it. I was it. like, I, 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 wasn't sure how I would feel about it, but I really liked it, and I found myself really engaged with the story, and 
I love the I fucking love the music. Oh, the music's my very good. God. Oh, I fucking love that song. <laughs> I listen to that song every day. But uh, it's I've, like, even though I can't really, really relate to uh, like a right. gay romance, I still fucking feel it in my heart. And every beat of this movie, I'm just like, oh my god. There is, I, the, I think the parts that are relatable. Uh, obviously not not the fact that there's gay romance, but uh, a big part of this movie, and I think maybe it turned it turned me off a little bit, but I understand why. They, like Timothy Chalamet is a fucking he doesn't know what the hell's going on with himself. Like yeah. he's very he like, he doesn't he, he's not all formed. And part of me didn't like it because it all felt very high school to me. Like I was like Timothy Chalamet, he's, he's got some shit to figure out. Yeah. Uh, and there is that one uh, character I forget her name. Uh, who's sort of a love interest for Timothy Chalamet uh, a bit, and the way like that relationship goes, like this is the most high school fucking shit. Oh, yeah. Like the way it all goes down, and I was like, this is fucking whatever. <laughs> um, but the point is, like, that's the point of the character. That's the character. Like, that's him. He's a guy figuring things out, and there's this summer romance that happens, and it's very meaningful. I'm of the opinion that I don't think they'd make it personally. Uh, but this movie, when like. It has the intimate moments are extremely sweet and they feel very real and mm-hmm. human. And it's under like the backdrop of Italy yeah. and this wonderful soundtrack. Oh. And it just, I'm like 20 and I feel like, man, I'm, I already like wasted my youth. Like it's fucking, possibly <laughs> yeah. because Timothy Chalamet just doesn't do shit. He just hangs out yeah. and just fucking, I don't know, goes dancing. He transcribes music, goes out at night, goes swimming. Uh huh. Dances. That's what he spends his days doing. Just yeah. I'm gonna swim for now. Uh, <laughs> Army Hammer, obviously, top, he's top billing in this movie, uh, which is weird because I think Timothy Chalamet gets a lot of the attention. But man, Army Hammer is fucking delightful and cool absolutely, you can fall for this guy. Yeah. Uh, he's also he's very much the fucking summer love fucking that one that got away. <laughs> Uh, sort of. Um, what was this man? What was the song that they that he dances to? Um, oh, I don't remember. I don't oh remember. my god, I'm gonna fucking hate myself because. Oh, it was "Love My Way," uh, and that was the part of the movie that, as a big fan of psychedelic furs and like all like '80s music in general, and the lighting and his cheesy ass dance and how beautiful Army Hammer is, <laughs> and the way Timothy Chalamet is just like fucking. Oh, it's fucking beautiful. I love that so much. But for me, there are a lot of moments in this movie, but for me, like, as, all together as a romance thing, I didn't, uh, I didn't, no, it didn't woo me. You didn't get too invested. For, I didn't get too invested. For someone who, like, the reason I didn't, wasn't feeling seeing this was, uh, for one, the trailer didn't, like, read very well yeah, to me. Yeah, trailer, nah. And also, like, I did not like the age difference between the two main people. That is interesting. So, I Timothy, did. so, Timothy Chalamet's character, uh, maybe, Elio, is maybe, 18 in that yeah. movie. Yeah. And he's, Army Hammer, like... He's, like, 24? He's 24. He does not look 24, no. though. That's the thing. Uh, he looks like 38. Yeah, he, <laughs> looks like <laughs> he looks like a 30-year-old man. Uh, but, yeah, I think that is fair, I think. And I think it's... it's. I think that's also the thing... I don't want to be dismissive, like, you know, like... Of like yeah, 24. Okay, in, in the movie. Like, I don't want to be dismissive, like, of this romance just because, like, there's an age thing. Yeah. Like, I get it. And it's also, again, Timothy Chalamet... He's 18. He... Army Hammer is 31 in real life, though. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. He looks 38. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, extremely attractive. 24? Mm-hmm. Huh. 
All right. That's not that's, too much of a difference. No, it's not. That, that doesn't I don't know. Me. For someone who's 18, I'm like, oh, maybe. Oh. It also doesn't help that Timothy Chalamet looks like he's 16. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 just, I, just, I just saw him in Lady Bird where he was a, like a 17-year-old boy. Sure. And he plays the same, almost the same character yeah. kind of in this movie. Now, this guy just he Is doesn't... Is it a sequel? He, uh, he like... It's very freshman year of high school. It's very freshman year. He yeah. doesn't know who he is. The dude fucking fucks a peach and busts a fucking nut in it. Uh, <laughs> and they have. I can't scene. believe I did see this. <laughs> Sorry, the spoilers. Sorry, spoilers. Oh, my God. Uh, I had I, that scene was spoiled for me. That was like the scene that everyone was talking about. So as that's soon as the I, scene. I'm shocked that I didn't get spoiled on it. As soon as I saw the, there's like just a shot of a single peach hanging from the tree, and you see a little scrawny hand come grab the peach. I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, best moment in 2017, uh, Army Hammer dancing to Love My Way. Uh, fucking great. Um, and that's the, that's the weird thing. Again, we, I keep mentioning this trailer, and I think it's just a, it's just a, probably a you and me thing. I don't think this is a... Like, because the, the shots in the trailer are great moments from the movie, yeah. but it's just, I don't know... Uh, the context it, isn't there. I guess so, yeah. I think I just always was hooked because I fucking love that fucking Sufjan, however you say his name. Uh, Sufjan Stevens? Yeah, I really love that song. That's a good song. <laughs> I think the, I don't like the scene it's used in, though. But I like the song as like a theme for like the whole movie. Yeah. Well, and um, they, they do that fucking remix of uh, Fetal Devices where it's all the piano. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And then Visions of Gideon at the end. Goddamn. Goddamn. And also there are moments, uh, to your point, there are a lot of moments, and even like Army Hammer's character, who I'm sorry, I can't remember his name. Uh, Oliver. Oliver, right. There are moments where, like, that youthfulness and that inexperience is always like, he keeps bringing it up, is like, like, hey, was that too much? Did yeah. I come out too strong? And there's the moment where Elio's trying to be very forward with him, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just like the most kid, you need to fucking go home and call your mom, <laughs> go to fucking bed. And I think that's the stuff that. It, I think it doesn't jive with me because it, it just feels like I don't know. Too much? No, it's not that. It's just like they, they you're not gonna make it. Timothy Chalamet, you fucking <laughs> Elio doesn't have his shit together. He's gonna do some stupid shit and they're gonna break up and I don't fucking I don't believe in them. Is what I'm saying. You don't uh, believe in true love? Nah, you I don't, don't believe know. In peach fucking. Uh, that's fine. That's, yeah. that's that would be actually awful. That was the dumb. That's why the, one of the again the moments like this kid just doesn't he just fucking doesn't know. And that's part of like the movie is about youth and it's a coming of age story. So and I think it's a it's a really silly scene, but also it's it really works for what they're trying to go for. Um, but yeah, I like it a whole lot. Um, I don't. I, I'm, I'm bummed I didn't love it as much as everyone else did. Um, I really liked it. But yeah, I it's really good. I'm glad it. I saw it. I'm really glad I saw it. Um, but yeah. I was moved. <laughs> I cried at this one too. Where did you cry? Uh, uh, when they're at the train station and he's getting on the train. I was mm. like, oh God. I thought it was going to be at the end. Oh, that was... <laughs> it's a great shot. That The ending the of them, fucking, the oh shot is great. It's a, so it's good. iconic. It's a great shot. As far as, as far as. Uh, minutes long uninterrupted scenes that we had last year the end credits of call me by your name is very good mm-hmm. and what was the actor who plays his dad because he's also uh, in, Stal- yeah he's also in a in shape of water, water as the, the spy. Da- spy guy uh he's great in this i did movie. not he's... realize that and then i was like and i just saw his name and i was like wait a minute and yeah he is like, oh, he is extreme that, oh my god no i lied i started crying when he start when he when that? near the end of that okay. fucking speech that I, I respect I that like, i respect that more often it's a very good speech Ooh. it's a very good speech 
Um, but yeah, call me by your name. It's a pretty good. Uh, pivoting to movies that aren't about real people, but the Japanese cartoons. How dare you? Uh, Japanese animated motion pictures. Yes. Uh, Mary and the Witch Flower? Mary and the Witch's Flower. Mary and the Witch's Flower. Before we get into it, my my dad was asking me before I left what movies we're talking about tonight, and I read him all of them, and he was like, Mary and the Witch's Flower, I've never heard of that, and I was like, oh, it's an anime, and he was like, oh, well, I have that muted on Facebook. (laughs) I was like, me too, dad, me too. Uh Galaxy Brain, how about you just deactivate your Facebook? <laughs> Anyways, Ryan, this movie looked great. Tell, like, tell me about, tell so, me about this. So like, the backstory of this is uh, Studio Ghibli, the, the it people in anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've kind of been, ever since Hayao Miyazaki retired like the eighth time or whatever, even though like he's back now and he's working on something. Yeah. Uh, the last time he retired, the whole studio kind of like... Yeah, it was rough. It was rough there, and like uh, one of the directors there and like an art director there uh him and a bunch of people went on to create their own studio uh i can't remember the name of it off the top of my head i will look it up uh it's made their own studio and this was their first uh feature film so like that's why it has a lot of that studio ghibli uh style it looks like like it yeah oh definitely uh and basically the story of it it's based off an old uh english uh folk tale i believe um uh, about this woman little girl uh about 11 years old her name studio is ponic studio ponic yeah little girl uh based on the little broomstick yes uh she's a girl she lives out in the country of uh england and she she just moved out there and she doesn't really like she argues out with her parents and people and she just doesn't know what she's doing and then she discovers this broomstick and it just flies her away into the sky and she meets the world of witches and wizards mm-hmm. and uh, she discovers that, well, before that, she found uh, the witch's flower. The titular witch's the, the, the flower. The titular witch's flower. This was before she found the broomstick. I'm sorry, it's been a while. It's not marrying the witch's go- broomstick, right? She goes into the... Uh, yeah, you're right, I'm sorry. But basically, she goes into the woods because she's following these two little cats, two little cute cats, and they lead her to this flower. And she's like, ooh, ooh the flower. <laughs> she picks up the flower and, like, some of... The, and some liquid from the flower gets on her and gives her these two little like flower marks and then that leads her to find the broomstick and go into the wizard place and she discovers that with this flower she has the power to use witch's magic and everything like that and she just explores a very harry potter-esque world and mm-hmm. figures out uh, who she is inside is, is eddie redmayne there no unfortunately <sighs> so this so looks gorgeous i was I was actually annoyed going to see it because uh, it was only shown one day and it was a premiere event, so it cost me fucking yeah, fifteen dollars. Like, it's a fathom well, event. I know. It was they charge so up that ass for everything they do. And like they didn't tell me if it was dubbed or subbed, and like I went in there and it was dubbed, and I was like, no, it was subbed, and I was like, oh, I kind of want, didn't want to read tonight. Like you know how this. Yeah, you're not a fan of dub. I mean, sub. I I'll watch it like if I'm really if I I have to be like in the mood for it, you know. Mm-hmm. But, I agree. And plus, like this. It came out, like, the dub just came out. That's why it's in theaters. So, like, I wanted to see that. But uh, the set was fine. Uh, but, yeah, very pretty movie. It looks gorgeous. Very boring movie, though. Uh, Not, that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. Like, how does the momentum? It obviously? has, like, the the style of a very studio Ghibli movie. It looks movie, but, like, really it has, it has no substance at all. Uh. 
Like the this um, the magical like wizard world, like it's like oh crazy, but like it doesn't do anything with it. And, okay, and that's what the, I was worried. And I was all the wizards ask you next. are just like background people. The only two like wizard characters are like the dean and like one of the scientists, and they want to find out where she has the flower because they need the flower so they can give everyone magic powers or whatever, and they're turning people and animals into like gross magical creatures. Just horrible people. And she's like, oh, but magic, blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. It sounds like a movie you'd watch with while you're doing something else. Yeah. There's just nothing to it, and that's kind of disappointing to me. It looks fucking gorgeous. Oh, it's super gorgeous. Uh, there's just nothing. But, like, the magic stuff is, doesn't really, like, do anything for me. It really just feels like a very light, very quick Harry Potter like it was like, oh, let's let's take all of like this fun of Hogwarts and put it into like a twenty minute scene, Blech. and then do nothing with it. And mm. then there's reveals that are like super obvious, and then there's jokes about like, oh, I'm a redhead, and then there's a part, there a bully in her hometown is like, you little fucking red monkey, you. And there's a scene <laughs> where it's stupid. They say to Lana, like, is this gonna go anywhere? But then there's a scene where she's escaping and she swaps her place with a red monkey. And they're like, what? And they're like, come on, guys. Nice. That's very lazy. <laughs> but yeah, if you're, from the audience I saw it with, they all fucking loved it. They were like laughing and crying and I was just like, ah, this is fine. Yeah. Very so, your name audience? Me. Oh, I see what you're going there. I see what you're going there. I was the same thing. Yeah, but that's a, that that's a good movie, excited. though. <laughs> that was a good movie, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> But like, I'm, there's nothing like wrong with Mary and the Witch's Flower. It's just fine. very uninspired and not interesting. Okay. And that makes me feel a little better that I'm I missed it. I'm excited to see what the studio does next, especially right. now that they're basically competing with their old bosses. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's fine. If you're super into anime, you'll probably like it regardless. But uh, Sakurai and, and Miyazaki had to come back to clean up a fucking mess. Well, you know. Fucking Nino Kuni looks so goddamn bad. Oh my god, <laughs> what did yeah. you guys fucking do? Oh, Ryan, is what is that? <laughs> Ryan, is there any other anime movies this year that we should look out for? Uh, there is one. I will look up the name of it right now. It's on my little list of uh, I'm movies a, I'm looking I enjoy for. watching anime motion pictures. Not anime television shows, because they're all terrible, except <laughs> Yuri and Ice. Um, Fair. And Devilman Crybaby. It's pretty good. Uh, Actually, I started that. Oh, okay. <laughs> not, a, not a huge fan of that yeah, one. Yeah, you were okay. There's a lot of fucking... Every other scene nice. in that television show is someone jerking off, fucking, or, yeah. What was the name? <laughs> uh, anyways. Uh, the movie, the other one to look for is Miri of the Future. Oh, okay. Very well-known director. Okay. He made... He made oh, he made shit. Okay, movies. gotcha. All right. On the radar immediately. of uh, Girl Who Left Through Time, Wolf Children, Born in This Beast, Summer Wars. The Digimon movie. The Digimon <sighs> Big movie. fan. This is his next movie. Oh, fuck. All right. Well, I'm excited for that, then. That's why I'm in a Have important... you seen that's why I must Girl not yet, not yet. You need to watch that. That's probably most movie now. That's a very good anime. Anyways, you know who's back, Ryan? Who's back? Lynche! Back at it! <laughs> really excited when I saw that the Midnight Man stars Lynche and Robert England, apparently. Uh, what the fuck is the Midnight Man, this next movie we're talking okay, about? Okay, I'm not, I'm not, I'm pretty sure this is the 2018 release. All I know is that they were playing probably. it at the Alamo for like two days. It says 2016 on IMDb. I think it said 2018 when I rented it on Amazon. 
But it doesn't matter because I'm going to talk about it anyway. So you remember the Bye Bye Man, right? Yes. Fuck that guy. He's dead. The Midnight Man is here to stay. So the Midnight Man is what's... By the way, Carrie forced me to watch the Bye Bye Man recently. Your thoughts? Uh, unbearable. Whoa. <laughs> Every moment is uninteresting what and just not great. What do you mean? They, it's just a dresser. They just carve the name... January 19th, 2018. Hell yeah. It's just an end table, and he didn't even, like, break the end table. He yeets it into the forest. And then a little girl finds it, and he's like, oh, what was on the end table? She's like, Dad, I can't read in the dark. And he's like, okay, bitch. And she's like, what do you think I am? A flashlight? He's like, I swear to God, I'll drive this ball off a that movie's hilarious. I don't know what so your problem So what the fuck is. is the Midnight Man? So why, how does it one-up the one-star quality that is the Bye Bye Man? Well, it's just as bad. Is but Robert England the Midnight Man? No, he's not. Oh. But he might as well be, because they're trying to make the Midnight Man all Freddy-esque. But, uh, so... What is the Midnight Man? I'm getting there! <laughs> so, so this girl... Is taking care of her crazy grandma, and that crazy grandma is Lin Shay. And mm-hmm. uh, the movie starts like when Lin Shay was a child, and they're uh, playing this again. fucking. They're playing, <laughs> right? They're playing this fucking, uh, fucking spooky game, and it's the Midnight Man game, and there's all these fucking rules, and they're like, "Don't leave the circle," and then one bitch leaves the circle, and she gets her head ripped off, and then this other kid runs outside and he fucking explodes <laughs> and that's in the first three minutes of the movie and i was like hell yeah so then fast forward to lynn shay being an old woman and her granddaughter is taking care of her and uh they find this her, the granddaughter and her fucking boyfriend i guess find this box and there's all this shit in there like these pictures of people and it's like on the back it's like uh fucking John Doe, his fear was snakes, and it's like, what does this mean? And then they find a rules sheet that's been ripped in half, and they're like, oh, the Midnight Man game. <laughs> they're setting up all this shit, and Lin Shay walks in, she's like, no! And she's pointing at them, you found the game! And the girl's like, okay, Grandma, go back to bed. <laughs> so they, they set up all this shit, and then this third bitch comes over and she is the fucking star of the movie she's the creepy pasta one and uh, she walks in she's like what are you guys doing what is this game <laughs> and then the midnight and robert england plays uh lynn Shay's doctor and uh so yeah basically it's a, it's sort of a sort of an it situation where the midnight man shows up and there's like, you have to have a candle on you. And if your candle goes out, you have to relight it in a certain amount of time. Otherwise the midnight man shows up. And if you can't, if you can't relight it, you have to make a circle of salt. And if you step outside the circle, then he kills you. And uh, he appears as your biggest fear. And the thing that elevates this movie slightly is, uh, I know I've said this before about other bad horror movies, but some of the effects and some of the practical effects are pretty cool. And there's some decent looking scenes. But the dialogue is trash and creepy pastas. Creepy pasta. I can't believe you guys summoned the Midnight Man. That's the kind of shit you read about in creepy pastas. You know what creepy pastas are, right? <laughs> Do you? <laughs> there, at one it's night, so it was like funny. at 11 p.m. She sent me a video of that 
of that scene, it was and so I was like, funny. What the I was fuck like, is this is genius. So yeah, it's basically they have to they have to survive until three thirty three, and then they win. But the vibe, the vibe, my man, the midnight nice. man. Uh, they try and make him like this weird comedic relief demon character, and like uh, the creepy pasta girl. Her fear is uh, pasta. Yes. No, it's a little muddled. I think her fear is getting her throat slit, which fair. And the dude's fear is, he's like, you're afraid of pain. And it's like, everyone's afraid of pain. <laughs> but so the girl, the creepypasta girl, uh, she killed her rabbit when she was a child. So the midnight man appears to her in this fucking Donnie Darko ass fucking rabbit mask. And he's like, now you're going to feel it. <laughs> but so yeah, she, she ends up dying. Spoiler alert. Huh. But, uh. Yeah, and there's this whole fucking plot where Lin Shay is possessed by the Midnight Man in a way, and she's been... It, it is very similar to Insidious The Last Key, now that I'm thinking about it, because she's been, like, a terrible grandma <laughs> for forever. Like, like the granddaughter's mom killed herself, and Lin Shay didn't care. <laughs> so it's like, so, she's been evil this whole time. So the Midnight Man, is it normally a bunny man costume? No, is he, normally? he always just kind of looks like this sort of Dementor-esque floating around black mist like from harry potter yeah kind of but he has like, like from a mary and the witch's curse yes <laughs> and he's got he's got like this weird mask thing too and uh it's like a weird smiley face and i don't know if he has that all the time or if he only has that for this one gag that i'm thinking of where uh they're inside the like a bunch of shit happens but they're uh like lynn shay beat you find out that robert england was one of the kids there the night when the first girl got her head ripped off and the guy exploded uh, he was there, and then uh, Lin Shay comes down and beats the absolute fucking shit out of Robert England and punches him until he dies. And then, uh, so then the two left, the two kids that are left, uh, they're in the inside the salt circle. And earlier, Robert England had been like, "You gotta be careful if you're playing the Midnight Man game. He likes to cheat." And they're like, "Well, whatever." And then uh, they're in this circle of salt, and it's three thirty, and the main girl is like. We beat you. We won. And the, the the midnight man takes off his his happy face. He's like, oh, I'm so sad, and puts on a sad face. And then uh, then it the then it is three thirty three, and they're like, fuck yeah, we won. And they leave the salt circle, and the, the fucking dipshit boyfriend goes over to Robert England's body and looks at his watch, and it's like, whoops, it's actually still three a.m. It's not three thirty three yet. And then the Bible man comes and kills him, and then it's over. Or the Midnight Man. Nice. <laughs> it's a great, great, great movie. Is this a was this a direct video joint? I'm not sure. I know that there. I think I saw IFC Midnight, so it might have been a simultaneous. It was. Uh, it was. I my friend told me that it was playing at the Alamo for like two showings or something, and I I unfortunately wasn't able to make either of them. But oh, what a shame! I know. I was. I, I thought it was just gonna be dumb, but I ended up. Well, it was pretty dumb, but it was like fun dumb, and so I was pretty upset that I didn't get a chance to see it in theaters. But see the audience I reaction. Would, yeah, exactly. I would highly recommend The Midnight Man. Mm-hmm. According to this Rotten Tomatoes user, veterans England and Shay admirably give it their all, but their best efforts are not enough to elevate the subpar material directed in mechanical fashion by <laughs> Zaraway, which I assume is a director. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty, the dialogue is garbage, and the characters are annoying and stupid, but 
there's this part where the, the midnight man digs his fingers into the guy who's afraid of Payne's face. And it's like, oh, ouch, that looks painful. Yeah, that you looks said like it looks, painful. the effects kind of look good? Yeah, it looks cool. It, it, I could tell that it, there was a little bit of care put into that. And the main girl is afraid of blood. And there's a scene where she winds up in a bathtub full of blood. And then she walks out of the bathtub and she's all Is that how that works? Blood. I don't know. Is that how that works, Ryan? But bathtubs? No, with like fear of blood. Yeah, I would not. I would not like to wake up in a pool of, so. in a bathtub of blood. <laughs> and but I feel like a normal person without that phobia would also be like, oh, oh. <laughs> I guess. They would just be like, oh, this is so like annoying. Lynn shades in the other room. She's like, it's your own blood. You're bleeding. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Lynn like, Shades. If this was my blood, Grandma, I'd be dead. So just go back to bed. Don't talk about the ghosts or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Watch it. Shout do out it. to Robert England Lynch. Actually, I'm, I don't know about Robert England. He's a. He's I love a, it when he tries to do other things. Was well, this one of those? Oh. I mean, kind of. I still want to see that movie where he plays the Phantom of the Opera. That sounds. That see, that's other things. <laughs> Anyways, oh, well, actually, we want to get a quick shout out to Phantom Thread Carry. Oh yeah, I saw Phantom Thread, and and you guys were dunking on it and saying yeah, it looked terrible, but I really, really liked it. Okay, it was a movie about an extremely toxic relationship, but shit, it was so good, and the dialogue was so funny, and the, the lady, I don't remember, her name is Alma in the, oh, good stuff. Daniel Day-Lewis does it again, drinks that milkshake, uh, His His last name in the movie is Woodcock, so that's kind of funny. You can all get right, some chuckles all out right, that. I'll see the movie, Carrie. <laughs> you got me. Also, did we talk about I, Tanya last episode? Yeah. Uh, no, we talked. Well, we talked about it on the the pod. The oh, yeah. the best right. of. Well, I'm not gonna talk about it now. But I Time is a movie I, we also saw, and that's the thing you'll hear a lot about in uh, our best. That's of. a good movie. It's a good movie. Ryan saw his fucking anime movie instead of seeing I Tanya. I mean, jackass. Just saw City. Look at me now. <laughs> Look at where I am now. I got disappointed. <laughs> Anyways, Slim Pickens in January. Uh, what? February, uh, kind of also. Well, actually, there's one movie. There's a, one big one that I'm somehow excited for, even though it's a, a Marvel joint. But getting to the list, Winchester. You remember the Winchester? What's it went from house? Shaun of the Dead? No, Winchester. Well, Winchester is the gun company. Oh, right. Winchester so. is the famous mansion that uh, basically this woman, uh, a mil- multi millionaire, uh, she was afraid that, like, People that ghosts were like going to flood her mansion because her husband was in a war and killed a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. And in her like craziness, she would tell people to like build the house to be more it's just complex. Like Fifty years of construction on this house. And as someone who grew up constantly watching the Travel Channel and the Discovery Channel and all of the the top fifty most haunted places in America, that house was always on there. And I have no idea how how it took them this long to make a fucking movie about it. But I'm excited. Too busy but making five million AMDV horror movies. It's, yes. it's a weir- it's a weird house that has like There's hallways stairways that-, that lead to nowhere and doors that lead to the edge of the. It's interesting. It's, 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 it's an cool. it'd be interesting to like walk through. I don't know about a movie. That's true. Hey. That's true. <laughs> I like haunted houses. It sounds like, like Crimson Peak. Mirren. Oh, well, you sold <laughs> me again. It is Helen Mirren, you're right. Oh. Anyways, let's talk about the movie that caught everyone by surprise. A real movie. We, we were watching The Bye Bye Man and Norm of the North instead of this. <laughs> 
Uh, the Cloverfield Paradox got announced and released during the Super Bowl. Uh, and it is were a thing. Of, were you watching the Super Bowl? I was watching the Super Bowl oh, for the you, most part while I was at work. Did you have to do for school or just. No, I was at work. It was, oh, it was on just TV. On and you were like, oh, fine. That was such a weird experience because I wasn't watching the Super Bowl at all. So it's like a new Cloverfield movie was like fully announced, came out, and was. Uh, there's overly, already takes. Over, overly deemed terrible. And before I even knew about it, <laughs> I got home and I was like, huh? Well, we had a movie marathon of The Bye Bye Man and Norm of the North. By the time we got home, it was like, oh, oh. that's disappointing. I mean, I saw Ten Color for Lane again. That movie's still great. Probably oh, better well, than I, I even thought it was. Uh, I have seen The Cloverfield Paradox. You cannot talk about it until next know. month, sir. Yeah, you gotta but, give me but, time. But basically, it. so you guys know what it's about, it's uh, this space station, and basically uh, the world's energy supply is running out, and they're working on uh-huh. this uh, method of creating a new uh, permanent better source of energy before chaos ensues down on Earth. And it's just all about all these astronauts up there, and oh, what's gonna happen? Will there be a Cloverfield later? Maybe, I don't know. Uh, probably. <laughs> Fifty Shades Freed! Finally, the ultimate conclusion to the great uh, Fifty Shades franchise. It's finally over. Dakota Johnson's finally able to move on. Oh man, She's I really, I really hope she goes the Kirsten Stewart route and does a bunch of fucking indie movies where she's just sad and passive about everything around her. That sounds great. And you're like, yes. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> Big fan of Dakota Johnson. Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess it's my bit to watch this. I guess. Uh, so what? Like, what happens in this one? Cause like the first I mean, one, I know where the path is. In the first one, they get together. In the second Correct. one, they're just... Well, they break up at the end of the first one. Spoilers. Oh. <gasps> what? No, I can't watch it. <laughs> because you find out uh, Christian, Christian Grey isn't actually into S&M. He's just a masochist. Uh, so, oh. <laughs> yeah. That goes bad. Uh, and then it turns out, like, oh, and then it, they work through it. And it, it's fine. Uh, and then, well, I forget. The thing was... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking he's like i built this whole fuck room it's all a lie <laughs> this fuck room's a lie i mean lie. It, it's not like fun fucking uh, i don't know man that trailer that taylor swift music video made it seem like it was fun fucking anyways your point was that was, right so the second one they get back together and they try to make it work and then they make this whole plot i can't believe i'm explaining this movie again okay so they make this whole plot of like his stalkers because he had other lovers but that all gets re- that all gets done by the second third of the movie and then dakota johnson's fucking boss is a creep and that also gets that's a cliffhanger for the third one then there's the stepmom of his that raped him when he was a little kid she's back in the movie she's played by a famous actress that i can't name off the top of my head but i assume she's gonna be a main point of the third movie and then they get engaged at the end of the second one movie and so this is the one where they're on the honeymoon i assume and their wedding and then they have sex probably in these movies nah. <laughs> so, so are you yeah. excited or do you just feel like you have to like just check this off the list um it's there's room for this one to just be boring is the thing mm. like stupid over the top like fucking soap opera shit happens in 50 shades darker and it's pretty it's pretty great uh 50, Sh- 50 shades of gray fantastic soundtrack Probably one of the best soundtracks 2015. Great that, soundtrack. That dumb song is still played on the radio today from that movie. From Fifty Shades Grey or Fifty Shades Free? I mean, Fifty Shades, Shades Darker. Dark, Fifty Shades, the first one. Which one? The main song. There's a lot of songs. Really? We can make like four songs for that trailer. Name the movie. One. And Danny Elfman. <laughs> the, 
Beyonce one? There was a Beyonce That's not one? on the radio enough. I, I don't know. To be, actually, there is, a, about? there is the, one of the weekend songs. I assume he's talking about one of the weekend songs. I don't fucking know. Uh, that's probably the sexiest. What are we talking that's probably about? the sexiest part in that movie where they have sex with that Beyonce song because it's a very good song, uh, and it's good. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, if there's any material, there was actually movie material I don't to dunk on. Through this movie. <laughs> Uh, that's really disappointing to me. There was actually material to dunk on. The second one was a movie you wanted to dunk on. It was great because fucking, like I said, every time there's a moment where Christian Grey gets on a helicopter and he fucking crashes, and this is after every every plot point has been solved. Everything. They broke up again. They came back together. They fixed the evil ex thing. Her boss is somewhere fucking, I don't fucking know. Oh, yeah, smoking a cigarette on a motorcycle with a fucking leather jacket. Who's like, I'll get you next time, Grey. Uh, he, and he just walked back to his mansion like, oh, I'm fine. And then they have your okay sex. I don't fucking know, man. Uh, yeah. Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> Peter Rabbit. <laughs> Actually, the, Peter Rabbit seems worse than Fifty Shades Freedom. Yeah, I'm gonna James, be completely... James Corden is James back. Corden, everyone's favorite guy you want to punch in the fucking face. <laughs> He's back, baby. I don't is like just, James Corden. just too, like, out there now? Like... Like, he's too out there, like and he's, he, like he's, he first, too, he's trying too hard. He's trying way like too hard. He first, he's like, like, please love me. Had yeah. his show, I was like, this is this is okay. Please love me. And then like he just became everyone. I'm like, come on, man. He's in fucking Ocean's Eight. Yeah. Out of all the dudes to add in the fucking like, I'm pretty the sure it's Ocean's Female eight. like he's vehicle. Like, he's like the dude that puts them all together. Uh, that whatever. is not believable. That's at not all. at all. <laughs> I don't okay. believe that James Corden would be motivated to do anything. Anyways, Peter Rabbit. <laughs> Uh, biggest movie of the month, maybe one of the best of the year, highly anticipated, fucking probably one of the best soundtracks. Here about we go it. again, Black Panther. Excited for that album to drop. Yeah, people are really excited for that. Kendrick Lamar. There's never been like a Marvel movie that had an album that people were excited about. Soundgarden did this. Guardians of the Galaxy. That's just old. But songs. that was like old songs. <laughs> oh, this has like new music about. to it. Oh. Yeah, Kendrick Lamar is doing the original, producing the soundtrack for this movie, and Black Panther looks great. Uh, Afrofuturist, uh, big budget Marvel movie. At the very least, it's gonna be interesting. Oh, Obviously, yeah. a historical film. I've uh, wanted a Black Panther movie since like I was a, like like ten years old. He's he's so awesome. I know, he's very a great character. Where's Moon Knight? That's what I'm over here saying. That's yeah, me in the movie theater. Where's Moon Knight? Where's the fucking character who's got a bunch of a fucking white robe and a staff? Where's that guy? Yeah, George, please say that at the Black Panther for me. All of that. Uh, okay, but yeah, Black Panther, but where's Moon Knight? Where's my Moon Knight movie? Uh, but yeah, Black Panther, I guess this is an origin movie. Again, like, I normally, everything about the Marvel formula is boring as fuck. I don't think it's fuck, gonna be an origin I don't movie. Think... I think it's because he was kind of explained enough in Civil War. That's right, that was kind of, well, he was the Black Panther before his dad died, right? Why did he become the Black Panther once his dad died? Uh, I can't remember super well. Because his dad definitely died in Civil War. I know that for this sure. This is true. Spoilers for Civil War. Two-year-old movie? Yeah. Eh, yeah, sure. 16. Yeah. yeah. I don't fucking know. If anyone who wanted to watch Silver that's Civil true. That War is true. Definitely that was a it right now. Yeah, it's on Netflix, so not for long. Oh, oh boy. Um, but yeah, Black Panther. Uh, really excited. Hope it doesn't disappoint. I think what? it's 
It's got a lot of pressure on it. What is Happy what End? What the hell's Happy I End? I don't know anything about the plot. Looking it up it's right just now. Directed by Michael Haneke, I think is how you say his name. And he's like, sounds like there's gonna be fucking. Cool, no, oh, I don't think so. Boy, I, hope <laughs> I didn't so. even think of that. Uh, I don't think so. But uh, he directed uh, one of my favorite movies, uh, Funny Games, the U.S. version. Oh, oh, I always meant to watch that. I like that movie a lot. So I'm just, I've, I've been, I've heard the about the remake or the original. I've only seen the remake. Uh, okay. I've heard they're both very good, though. Actually, yeah, I think he yeah. made both. Yeah, he, well, made, he, bo- did make he both. made both. He made both. Yeah, definitely made both. But uh, they they wanted to do an American reshoot, and it was always supposed to take place in America. They just couldn't do it originally because of budgetary restrictions. But it's a really inter- funny game. It's a really really interesting movie, and I really like it. Even though the first time I watched it, I was watching it with a guy who's like really into the movie, and he's like, "You see this part? It's like all symbolic." And I was like, "I get it." How about, how about you? Sounds like watching Mother. <laughs> it was like watching Mother with Darren Arnold. All allegory. In the room. God. But, but he's like a so few scenes behind. He's like, so symbolism. Yeah, like they they play symbolism. they play an opera song while the family's riding into their home at the beginning. He's like, yeah, they're gonna play that song again later. It's gonna come back around. I was like, that's Moti. really great. <laughs> I'm Good so for glad you. you were here because I would be fucking lost. Mm. No, but it looks like it. it I just am excited because I. Really What's it like about? Movie. Uh, it's like uh, I don't know anything about the plot. That's a very iPhone looking poster. Uh, yeah, a yeah. drama about a family set in Calais with the Europe refugee crisis as the backdrop. Ooh, okay. So it sounds interesting. Annihilate, Mortal Kombat, Annihilation. Oh, Back boy. at it. What is it? What's Annihilation? Annihilation is oh. the movie by the writer and director of Ex, Ex Machina. Machina. Oh! So the Natalie Portman flower uh, apocalypse looking thing. Ah, uh, what's his Dushim. fucking name? What, the director of Alex. Is it? I don't remember. Anyways, the, yeah, Alex Garland, director yes. of Dread, obviously. Great. Ooh, I God, such a fucking good ass movie. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, I've seen this Annihilation trailer a couple times. I really like. I love whatever, Alex Garland for so sure. I really love whatever like I don't know if I would call it a song, but that sound that they use in the trailer was like. <laughs> I really like that. Look, man, Ex Machina was very And good. director of the never-released uh, Halo movie. Oh, that's true. Um, yeah. and, and when I'm watching this trailer, it's got Oscar Isaac in it, and uh, I'm glad that he actually got Natalie Portman this time instead of that robot lady who just kind of looked like Natalie Portman. Uh, Alicia... Uh, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider. Oh, oh God boy. Damn it. Hey, listen. I like her in the Ex Machina. Yeah, she's very uh, good at Ex Machina. Everything did he, did he originally want Natalie Portman? I don't know. I just feel like apparently this is apparently she really she really looked like I thought she was Natalie Portman when I was watching Ex Machina, and so then when the director of Ex Machina comes out with a movie starring Natalie Portman, I was like, oh well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. He finally got it. <laughs> Why is Game Night on this list? We nearly need to talk about Game Night. <laughs> because it, it honestly, it's just a goof because we always pat like I go to Game Night all the time, so it's like they're making a movie about us. But honestly, this movie looks like fucking Office Christmas Party again. It does I look like Office Christmas Party. It. It's like, guys, we're going to play games. Like, oh, this is all part of the it's game. It's all part Office of the game. Murder, that's hilarious. I shot okay. Jason Bateman yeah. in the face. That's part of the game. I was going to say Jason Sudeikis, but it's Jason Bateman. It's uh, all part of the game. So the next movie on the list is Mute, which is... Actually, movie. real quick. I guess, okay. uh, was it Annihilation is coming internationally to Netflix directly, but not yes. here. Anyways, Netflix, Mute. So, Mute, uh, this is a spiritual successor to uh, Moon from... Uh, Duncan Jones. Duncan Jones. Warcraft. Uh, let's not talk about that. <laughs> Moon is a great fucking movie. I so I've heard. Yeah, so I've heard. I've been meaning to watch it. 
very good movie. And as soon as like I read that he wants to make a spiritual successor to that, I was like, I'm on board to that. And that's mute. And that's and it's been in production for like a long time. And then Netflix picked it up like a few months ago. And now it's just going to be out in February. So I'm excited. Always a great Although sign. after I watched uh, <laughs> Cloverfield Paradox, I'm once again afraid that maybe Netflix is not capable of making a good movie. Like, Oakjo was good. Uh, yeah, I, I still haven't seen it yet, man. Uh, what's the cured here? Yeah, the cured is uh, uh, Ellen Page movie. Uh, I saw it for the fort, and it was about after the zombie apocalypse. They have a cure for the zombie apocalypse, and they cure all the zombies and make them human again. But the people, Last of Us Two. But people are like. I don't fucking trust him because no, people. No, yeah. God damn it, this sucks. Are they going to play The Cure by Lady Gaga in the movie? God, I hope so. Me too. But I, I just remember I saw the trailer. Uh, IFC is making it, so I was kind of interested. Uh, and one of the like little like blurbs was like, this does things with a zombie move that I haven't ever thought of before. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was like, wow. Great, man. That's fantastic. This sounds great. Racial allegory. We haven't had enough of those. <laughs> That's a hot topic right now. Downsizing. Oh, God The damn movie it. that perfected uh, that. <laughs> Anyways, that's it for February. Uh, Black Panther. Excited. Annihilation. Fifty Shades Freed. Maybe I'll go watch it by myself later tonight. I don't fucking know. Uh, but yeah, that's it for this episode of Movies Are Real. Uh, I hope February, I hope Black Panther, I wish, there needs to be, where are the movies at? You know what I'm fucking <laughs> saying? I say that as I need to catch up to this list. But, I'm excited about Isle of Dogs. Oh, that shit. That comes out in March, so I'm oh, just thinking man. about, that's like the only 2018 release I that, that I can oh, think man. of right now that I'm excited for. That's, okay, so yeah, it's that and the movie you mentioned by the director of Summer Wars that I'm looking forward to. Yep. Uh, man, that movie looks fucking unreal. Holy shit. I'm so excited. Anyways... As we mentioned earlier in the podcast, we are currently working on our best of 2017 list, and that'll be up probably the first week of March, because uh, that is when the Oscars, and we're riding that wave, baby. Uh, so look forward to that. I have no idea what was going to be on our top 10 at all, to be completely honest with yeah. you. Uh, it's going to get... I forget what category I saw. I was like, this is one's going to be rough. That was the one. I was like, oy, oy, this is going to be rough. I'm pretty solid when I know who's going to win that one. Doug Jones. Doug Jones. As the bye-bye man. Star Wars Discovery. Star Wars Discovery. That's what it is, baby. Everyone's favorite television show, Star Wars Discovery. This has been an episode of Movies Are Real. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at jcruzalvarez26. Ryan, where can people find you? At Pans on Twitter. Carrie, where can people find you? At car underscore eliles. Uh, thank you so much for listening. As usual, if you could rate and review us on iTunes, that'd be great. Uh, I guess you can follow us at Twitter at Movies Are Real. I think that's what it is. I, don't, I think no one, that wasn't taken, our dumb fucking name. <laughs> Um, whoa whoa we spent like a good month coming up with our name mm-hmm. so I guess I guess the the next episode might be our best of huh that we go, that, go, that might Probably. be we'll see they might go all up on the same week actually <laughs> oh well until next time we'll see ya <laughs>